Hey, Rooted Girls, Christy Shute here, and you're listening to the Rooted Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. We are so glad you're here. We're so happy to be back at the podcast, and I'm so thankful that it's finally the month of May. We have made it to spring. Spring's here. Warmer weather's on the way. I'm so happy about that. If you know me at all, you know that I love sunshine, I love being outside, I love summertime. (laughs) So when we make it to the month of May, I always get really excited because that means summer is just around the corner. So again, thanks for listening to this podcast. We're glad you're here. And if you're listening, this is May 2020. If you're listening in this time frame, you know America and the entire world (laughs) is in the midst of such a crazy and chaotic time right now. We're in the midst of something called the coronavirus. If you're listening to this six months, seven months, year, a year or two down the road, um, you'll know about this for sure. And you'll look back and remember the days that we all had to be quarantined and home from work and wearing face masks to the grocery store and all that awesome stuff (laughs) that we're doing right now. But so yeah, we're in the midst of the coronavirus. So it's thrown off our podcast schedule just a little bit since we've all had to stay home and that we haven't been able to be together, which I absolutely love doing this podcast and I love sitting down with different rooted leaders to talk about different topics. So I've missed doing it, but we're back and this is our May episode. We're back on track after our schedule got thrown off a little bit and I'm excited um, just to be with you guys today. But with all that said, today I'm flying solo. It's just me <laughs> doing this episode, um, and but I'm pumped, like I said, to be back on and to be with you girls. Love recording the podcast and really our heart um, behind Rooted is just to help equip and empower and encourage girls from middle school to high school to college and even beyond just to have who they are, their identity rooted in Christ. Because there's so many things in the world these days that we could have our identity rooted in. There's so many things out there in the world that are trying to point us to the right way and to show us who we are and how we should act and who we should be. And all of that honestly just becomes a whole lot easier and simpler if we just know who we are in the Lord. So that's really the whole purpose of Rooted Girls Ministry. And this podcast was created just to simply answer your questions. So if you're new to the podcast, this is your first episode. We're glad you're listening. But this podcast was created to answer questions that Rooted Girls have asked through messages on Instagram or in person or at Rooted Girls conferences. Just different questions that girls have submitted really about anything in life that they want to know about and they want answers to. Um, So that's why we created the podcast is just to help our rooted girls navigate through life's questions and to kind of just disciple them and help point them on the right road and show them the right way in the midst of crazy, ever-changing times. Especially now, as I mentioned, with the coronavirus, this global pandemic going on, I think times just got a ton crazier. So again, it's good to be with you girls. I hope you're all hanging in and um, I'm super excited about today's episode. Now I got to be honest with you, this episode kind of just came up spur of the moment considering the times, you know, that we're currently in with this coronavirus. A lot of things are up in the air and uncertain and a lot of plans have changed and things. So this episode, we usually have a schedule of episodes and different leaders that are lined up to be guests and to share on each one. And this episode really just came from the Holy Spirit (laughs) as I was praying and just spending some time with the Lord. I mean, kind of just dropped what we're going to talk about in this episode on my heart. So it wasn't on our schedule. I wasn't planning on doing an episode on this topic or on answering this question. But, you know, 
we got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and the Lord kind of redirects and points us um, in the right direction. So I'm excited about today's episode and it's truly a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, something I'm really, really passionate about. So I am pumped to just jump on in. But before we do that, I just want to remind you guys, as we do on every episode, that me and the different rooted leaders that speak on these episodes, sadly, we don't know all the answers. So not everything we say is 100% true and 100% golden, but um, we always do our best to just speak to you based off of our life experiences and guide you based off of our life experiences. And of course, we'll always, always, always point you towards the Bible and towards truth um, with every thing we say. So with that being said, let's jump in. Like I said, I'm excited about the question that we're answering today and just about this topic in general. So as you saw, I titled this episode Attitude of Gratitude. I know that has a nice little ring to it, but the question we're going to be answering today is how can I choose to have joy when circumstances don't go as planned or when things don't happen as I would have liked them to? Wow, that is such a good question because I think all of us can relate to that question at one point or another in our lives. Sadly, reality check, in case you think things are always going to go as planned, they're not. Always going to go as planned. Things get canceled, shifted around, plans change. And yes, you are 100% right. It is hard to have joy in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of things going not as we expected them to go. So I really feel like the Holy Spirit dropped this episode and this topic in my heart for this time where we're dealing with this global pandemic and people are wondering like, am I still going to be able to go do my soccer league this summer? Am I still going to be able to travel on that vacation? Are we going to be able to go back to college in the fall? You know, so many questions, so many uncertainties, so many things not going as planned. I know if you're listening to this right now, you're probably thinking like, yeah, I had so many things planned for the months of March, April, May, even June, and things are not going as planned. Everything's got shifted around. So many things have gotten postponed or canceled. Maybe you're a high school senior and you are thinking like, man, yeah, things have not gone as planned. You know, I was supposed to graduate, walk across the stage, have a big party. I was going to go to prom, you know, all these things lined up that you were planning on doing. And now all of that's changed or gotten shifted around. And I sympathize with you. It is hard to stay positive. It is hard to have joy. And it is hard to maintain that attitude of gratitude that we're talking about today when things get canceled, postponed, when things don't go as planned. So today's episode, I really was praying about it and thinking about it. And I just want to share with you guys um, just some practical things that I do sometimes when circumstances don't go as planned. Because like I mentioned, reality check, they're not always going to go as planned. And I am a huge planner. I don't know if I have any fellow planners out there, but I love to look ahead. I love to plan for the coming months. I love to plan trips. I love to plan parties. I love to plan outings with friends. I love to look into the future and think, oh, what do I want to do next summer? You know, things like that. I love to plan. I know I've mentioned it before on other podcast episodes. I have a planner that I love and that I color code different events that are happening in it and different things I need to do. Different colors mean different things. I know that's a little crazy, but it helps me stay organized. And I love doing that, honestly. So nobody hates when things don't go as planned more than me, when things get canceled or moved around. So I sympathize with you guys. I totally know how you're feeling. And I just want to start with this little bit of encouragement. You can't always choose your circumstances, but you can choose your attitude and you can choose how you react. I actually want to say that one more time because that is just such 
an important lesson to learn right now in the season that you're in, but honestly, for the rest of your life. So you can't choose what happens to you. You can't choose your circumstances. You can't choose what situations you find yourself in, but you can choose your attitude and you can choose how you react to those situations. So I was an RA in college. Um, I went to Oral Roberts University and the RA program there was honestly amazing. And it was more like a leadership type mentorship program where you were just getting poured into and you were pouring out and reaching other girls that you were leading on your floors and fellow RAs. And it was just an incredible experience. But we'd always have these team meetings in one phrase that we always said that I always remember. And I still say today when I find myself in uncomfortable or inconvenient situations is the phrase, choose your attitude, choose your attitude. You know, when we were RAs and leaders, stuff was always kind of inconvenient or a lot of things happened that were out of our control. Like for example, one thing that comes to mind right away is we had the keys to like every room in the dorm building that we were an RA in. So if somebody got locked out of the room, like they left their key in the room or they didn't bring their key and their roommate locked them out, something like that, you're probably like, that eh, doesn't happen a lot. Oh my goodness, it happened all the time. <laughs> so we had the keys to every room in the dorm. So they had to come find us, knock on our door, and then we had to go unlock this key box with our fingerprint and get a key and go let them in. Doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but it is kind of annoying and extremely inconvenient when it happens at 3 a.m. in the morning in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. So that would happen a lot. So anytime a girl would knock on my door at like 3 a.m. and come wake me up to let her in her room, I would always say before I answered the door, because I knew it was a lockout, who else knocks on your door at 3 a.m.? <laughs> I would always say to myself, choose your attitude, choose your attitude. Like, do not be annoyed at this girl. Do not be angry. Do not yell at her for waking you up in the dead of the night, but choose your attitude and choose to be joyful and loving towards her. So we always had that phrase, choose your attitude. And now I honestly find myself saying that throughout so many different situations in life. And I actually have this little sign that's on my shelf in my bedroom. And it says, today I choose joy. Maybe you've seen a sign like that in a store or on Pinterest. They're pretty popular. But I purposely frame that sign because joy is a choice. Joy isn't something that just shows up or that just happens to you. You have to choose to have an attitude of joy. You have to choose to have an attitude of gratitude. And sometimes that's way easier said than done. When everything's going great, you know, you just got a brand new car. You just got all A's on your report card. You won an award. You're going on a vacation next week. It's so easy to be joyful. But when things are inconvenient, things go not as planned and circumstances aren't the best, it's a little bit harder to choose to have an attitude of joy. But it truly truly is a choice. And everyone that you think of that you would describe as somebody who is joyful, I guarantee you they practice having the attitude of gratitude. And I say the word practice because it's something you have to train yourself on. I don't know if you guys have ever been involved in sports, but I have my whole life. I absolutely love sports, played a ton of different sports in high school, and now I play a bunch of different ones just for fun. But they practice, they train, like I played volleyball a lot. You can't just go out there for the first time ever playing volleyball and expect to just know how to serve like perfectly over the net and things. You have to learn how to throw it, the right form 
arm, how to hit it in the right spot on your wrist, all these things. And then you have to learn how to aim and spot serve, like all these things. You practice, practice, practice until you know how to do it, no problem. That's the same with practicing having an attitude of gratitude. It's not something that just comes to you, but you really have to be intentional and you really have to try to do it. And like I said, people who are joyful people, I guarantee you they're very intentional about being grateful and practicing having an attitude of gratitude. So I just wanted to share with you guys a couple practical things that I do or that I've heard of different people doing to try to practice that attitude of gratitude and to be intentional about being grateful, especially, especially when things are not going as planned and when things are not going our way, when things are inconvenient and when we're, we find ourselves in the middle of a disappointing situation. One thing I do, and I've actually shared this before on the podcast, is I have a little journal that I keep right on my nightstand by the side of my bed. And every morning when I get up, I open it and I just write the date down and I write something I'm grateful for every single day. Now I gotta admit, there's some days that I'm in a rush and I'm like rushing to get ready and I forget to write my grateful thing down, but I at least try to remember before I go to bed at night. But I try to most days write one thing I'm grateful for the moment I get up. So today is May 6, 2020. I wrote down, I'm grateful that the weather's getting nicer, as I already mentioned, and that I am able to go on long bike rides and enjoy riding my bike. That's like something I love to do when the weather's nice. That's what I wrote this morning. So every day, you know, you might've heard the phrase like start each day with a grateful heart. It's true. If you want to practice gratitude and having that attitude of gratitude and an attitude of joy, you have to get up and think, okay, what am I grateful for today? So I try to do that every single day. And honestly, it's been helping me so much. I've done it for probably a little over a year now. And it's been helping me so much because just from the moment you get up, you're like setting the tone for the day. And instead of having a negative thought, or maybe you're going to a meeting or something you're dreading doing, maybe you have a bunch of homework and a huge paper to write, and you're like, how am I going to get through this? It just sets an attitude of gratitude. Like, you know what? I have this to be grateful for. I have this to look forward to. So that's one thing I do to just practice having an attitude of gratitude. Another super practical thing. Sometimes I have thoughts pop in my head a lot of times where I'm like, man, I'm so thankful for that friend. or I'm so grateful for that person. Or if you just need to practice and be intentional about being grateful. It's great to just pick up your phone. You know, technology is such a blessing. The way we're able to connect with people these days, it's so easy and takes like less than 10 seconds, depending on how fast you text, (laughs) but to pick up your phone and just shoot a text to a friend, your sister, a cousin, your mom, and just say, hey, like I'm thinking about you. I love you. I'm so grateful you're in my life. You're such a blessing to me. When you tell people how much you appreciate them, how much they mean to you, how you're so grateful for them, that's just such a great way to train your mind to, again, think of something you're grateful for and to tell somebody. And I guarantee you that will help make their day 10 times better when you tell them. So everybody wins because as you encourage others, as you share how you're grateful for other people, you'll feel better and they'll feel better. So everybody kind of wins. But also this might take a little longer than texting. Texting is a quick, easy, convenient way to let people know you're grateful for them and to practice having that heart of gratitude. But I also love getting snail mail. That means like letters in the mail. And during this time of quarantine and staying in, I've actually been sending a lot of snail mail to friends or honestly, my little friends, like little kids (laughs) that I love. And it is so fun to write them a cute letter to put it in the mailbox and then to get one back. So send snail mail. It's fun to just send a little note to people saying, hey, I'm so thankful for your friendship. I'm so grateful for you. So thankful God placed you in my life. You know, just an encouraging note, um, telling them you're grateful for them. And I guarantee you that will really, really make their day because a lot of us don't get 
fun mail anymore. We get bills or ads or different things in the mail. So I guarantee you that'll be a nice little surprise for them and that will make their day. I just think it's great. Another practical way to let people know is just telling them that you're thankful for them. So whether that's through text, whether that's through snail mail, it's so important to celebrate people and to let people know that we appreciate them. And like I already mentioned, as you're doing that and you're expressing your gratefulness for somebody else, they're going to feel better, but you'll also feel better on the inside and you'll start to cultivate that attitude of gratitude in that joyful heart that we all definitely want and desire. So I used to serve on staff at a church and I also tried to train myself to be grateful and just to be thankful for a lot of volunteers that served under me. I led a department, really the department at the church had everything, like basically all the people stuff (laughs) fell under my department. So obviously I had a ton of people that worked within that department, meaning staff or even like volunteers, like someone who just held the door and greeted every Sunday morning, someone who worked at the welcome desk, someone who served in kids. Honestly, they were all under the ministries department that I helped oversee. So there were so many volunteers and so many people that were constantly serving at the church to think. So I started a trend, or just a little tradition with myself. I printed off a list of every single volunteer's name at the church that was under my department, which honestly was almost all of them. And once a week, I would write at least one, sometimes two thank you notes and just pick a random person that was a volunteer at the church and mail it out to them and just letting them know how grateful I was for them. Sometimes I would throw in a $5 Starbucks gift card if I was feeling really generous. I made it a trend and just like a practice to let those people know that they are valued. I was thinking of them. I was so thankful for the way they were serving. And like I've been mentioning, as you do that to other people, you're obviously going to make their day, but it really does just bring such a sense of joy and just happiness to your own heart when you are just expressing love and um, gratitude for other people. So that's one thing I did. So maybe you're, I don't know, like maybe you lead something, maybe you lead a team at your church, or maybe you're the captain of one of your sports teams, or maybe you just have so many great teachers at school. And since this coronavirus showed up, you really didn't get to say like a proper goodbye to them or anything. I bet you it would just make their day for you to just send them a little note, get a hold of them somehow, just letting them know how much you value them, how thankful you are for them. As you do that, trust me, you will just start to develop that attitude and that heart of gratitude. So these are just a couple of practical things. One more thing that I've done recently, and I'm not trying to brag on myself at all. Like I've had years and years of cultivating like an attitude of gratitude and trying and I definitely, definitely miss the mark sometimes. But these are just a couple things over the past couple years that I've realized that I've intentionally done that have helped me become more grateful, more grateful a person. So one more thing I've recently done is I get to lead a ministry called Kingdom Kids Homes. It's a missions organization that does work in Haiti. And we have so, so, so many incredible supporters and donors that give to Kingdom Kids every single month, like over a hundred. And without them, the ministry would not be running. We wouldn't be able to do any of the work we're doing day in and day out. So I truly think about them all the time and how grateful I am for them because I wouldn't be in this position at all if they didn't give, if they didn't support, you know, our staff in Haiti, we have 13 people on staff wouldn't have jobs. There's so much the kids wouldn't be able to eat, their kids wouldn't be able to go to school at our orphanage. So there's so many things that wouldn't be happening without them. There's a lot of them. But I set a goal so far for this year for the first five months. So January through May, 
so it's ending this month, but was to write a thank you note to 10 of the monthly sponsors a month. So 10 thank you notes a month. And I set it like on my little goal chart, my task list, 10 thank you notes a month to every monthly partner, just to tell them how we appreciate them, how we value their support, how much they mean to us. So I did that. And honestly, yeah, my hand hurt a little bit because that's a lot of thank you notes and things, but um, it was so worth it. Again, it filled my heart with just joy and gratitude to let them know how valuable they are to us. So those are just a couple quick practical things that I've done in my life to try to cultivate just an attitude of gratitude and a heart of gratitude. And the thing is, it, like I said about practicing, it doesn't just show up or come to you. You might look at me or somebody else in your life that seems grateful or seems joyful a lot, and you might be like, man, they're, it, they're so lucky that God wired them that way. They're so lucky. And the thing is, sure, some people tend to be more optimistic, maybe you're positive naturally than other people. But the thing is, people didn't just wake up or God didn't just create them and say, they're gonna be a joyful person and that other person's not, or they're gonna be a very grateful person and that other girl's not. All the people that you know that are joyful and that do have that heart of gratitude, I guarantee you they have been very intentional about practicing gratitude in order to develop their grateful heart. So it's not something that just shows up, kind of like I mentioned about volleyball, being a good server or knowing how to set or knowing how to hit it. It's not something that just you step on the court for your first time ever and it's just there. Of course, some people are more athletic than others, but it's not something that just shows up. People practice, people work at it, and it's the exact same thing with developing a grateful heart and an attitude of gratitude. You really have to be intentional about practicing gratitude. Another practical thing that I absolutely love to do to develop a grateful heart and to just show people how I'm grateful for them is to celebrate. One of my favorite words is celebrate. Celebrate the big things, celebrate the small things, celebrate small wins, small victories, celebrate big wins, big victories, make a big deal out of holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, you know, things like that. If your friend got a new job that she's been trying for, get her a little gift, write her a note, take her out to lunch, you know, celebrate with her. It is so important to celebrate ourselves, honestly, you know, and don't feel guilty about that. It's so important to celebrate um, big and exciting moments or even small moments that mean a lot in our own lives um, to help you become grateful. But it's also so important to celebrate other people. Like when they have a win or like I said when they're they got a job or leadership position or something they've really been trying for it's so important to celebrate them cheer them on um, in the big moments or the small you know it could be something huge like getting accepted or getting a big scholarship to the college they wanted to go to or it could just be the fact that they got an A on this test they were really trying to get a great grade on so just make sure you celebrate other people because also as you do that I've noticed in my life is I celebrate other people and I'm happy for them and um, we throw a little party or we do something fun when something good happens in a friend's life. That also helps you just become a more grateful and a more joyful person for sure on the inside. So hopefully those practical tips helped you guys a little bit. One thing I wanted to mention is we're talking and answering our question, how could I choose to have joy when circumstances don't go as planned or things don't happen as I would like them to? Again, that's such a good question because every single one of us is going to have something happen in our lives that we weren't planning or something that goes away we didn't want it to go. And when I think of a story in the Bible where a woman had um, a lot of things go unplanned. I think of Ruth. Ruth, in case you don't know a little bit of her backstory, she um, had a mother-in-law, Naomi. She, that means she was married to Naomi's son. 
and he died suddenly and Ruth was left a widow and Naomi was left without a son. She lost one of her children, which would be so tragic, but it also would be so tragic losing your husband. And Naomi and Ruth um, had a great relationship, but after the Naomi's son, Ruth's husband, passed away, um, Ruth could have left and gone anywhere, but she chose to stay with Naomi and um, because she wasn't necessarily obligated to be with her anymore. You know, she was married into the family and things, but um, once the husband, she lost her husband, Naomi lost her son, she could have left and gone anywhere, but she wanted to stick by Naomi and support Naomi through Naomi's time of loss. And she knew Naomi would have been all alone if Ruth would have left, so she chose to stay. But the crazy part about that story is that Ruth had something that didn't go as planned. Like Ruth lost her her husband. Yes, Naomi lost her son, which is hard, but Ruth lost her husband. That would be extremely hard. But Ruth chose to say, you know what? Naomi needs me. I'm going to stay. I'm going to be grateful and thankful for what I do have, which is this sweet mother-in-law who's grieving, who needs me in this time of loss. I'm going to choose to stay and we're going to choose to stay together. And we're just going to choose to be grateful that we have each other. So if you think about it, you know, a lot of people know the story of Ruth and they focus on the part where she meets Boaz, her kinsman. Redeemer and they get married and ultimately Jesus comes from their line of people and things, which is all great. But if you think about it, Ruth went through a tragic loss, losing her husband. So did Naomi, losing a son. I don't have a son, but I would think that would not be easy. But instead of grumbling and complaining and Ruth being like, now I'm lost. You know, I don't know where I'm going. I don't really have a family. I don't know what to do. Ruth chose to say to Naomi, no, let's stay together. Let's come together. Let's be unified during this tough time. Let's truly care for each other and be here for each other. And let's be grateful for what we do have, which is a great relationship with each other. So Ruth chose to be grateful instead of grumble. And let me tell you, it is a lot easier a lot of times to grumble than it is to be grateful. And I'm speaking from my own life. It's so much easier just to get up and complain about what's not happening, complain about what you lost, what got moved, what got canceled, what got postponed, instead of being grateful for what you still do have. So it would have been way easier for Ruth to be like, I just lost my husband. Woe is me. Everybody pity me. And I'm sure Ruth was sad as she had every right to be, but she chose, you know what? I'm going to focus on what I do have. Instead of grumbling, I'm going to be grateful that I have this awesome mother-in-law, Naomi, and I'm going to love her well, and I'm going to stick with her. So I want to encourage you guys, as we're in this crazy season where things are getting moved around, plans are getting canceled, there's a lot that we could grumble for. And sometimes it might be hard to find something um, to be grateful for. Choose to be grateful, choose to have joy, choose to have gratefulness over grumbling. And trust me, that's just such a better way to live. And God will honor that. God sees your heart. God knows what you're going through. God knows what you've lost. God sees you in the midst of your disappointment. And he will honor your decision to still be grateful and to still praise him and still thank him and to cultivate that heart and attitude of joy even in the midst of inconvenience or even in the midst of tough, tough circumstances. So quick story from my life is I'm about to wrap up this episode, but there was a couple days, a couple weeks ago, I live in Michigan and um, it was the end of April and I, I moved up from Tulsa about 10 months ago and I'm not necessarily used to the colder Michigan weather quite yet. I grew up in Michigan, but lived in Tulsa eight years. Like I said, moved back 10 months ago. So I'm not necessarily used to the colder temps. So it was the end of April, like the 
last week of April and it was 40 degrees here in Michigan and snow flurrying. Now, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I absolutely love hot weather. Summertime is my jam. <laughs> That's what I love. And so I was finding it extremely hard to be grateful because I was supposed to be in Phoenix that week that it was 40 degrees here and snowing, having a girl's trip with one of my closest girlfriends. It was 85 degrees and sunny the whole week in Phoenix that I was supposed to be there where it was 40 and snow flurrying in the end of April here in Michigan. And I was also bummed that we're not able to travel and I wasn't able to go spend a couple long weekend, you know, a couple days with one of my close girlfriends. So I had a lot to that I could have grumbled about. And honestly, I started to. But in those moments where I felt on the discontentment and just the kind of sadness and a little bit bitterness and um, really grumbling, just creeping in my heart and in my mind, that week, I really had to force myself to be grateful and to just practice an attitude of gratefulness. So I think I wrote double in that grateful journal that I had. I prayed a lot more. I prayed, God, just let me not become bitter. Let me not become sad, but let me focus on what I do have. Let me choose joy. Give me a heart of joy. I had to pray extra hard that week because it was hard for me to choose gratefulness over grumbling. But I think I did an okay job, (laughs) but I still, you know, I could have had a better tan now for sure if I would have got to go to Phoenix, (laughs) but that's okay. Anyways, um, so we're all human. You know, it's hard for all of us to choose gratefulness over grumbling, especially when things are inconvenient. That did not go as I planned. I planned to be in 85 degree and sunny weather. And instead I got stuck in 40 degree weather and snow flurries in the end of April. It was a little bit depressing, but it's so important in the big things or the small things to choose to be grateful over grumbling. So I'm about to wrap up this episode, but I hope you guys got a little something out of it. And I really hope it just encouraged you during this time of inconvenience and this time of so, so, so many unknowns and where things are getting moved around so much. I know a lot of girls, you know, have gotten big events and fun things canceled or pushed back and they don't even know when the new date's going to be. I just want to leave you with this final word of encouragement. You know, when things don't go as planned, we need to choose to trust. Trust that God knows what he's doing Trust that he's got you. He totally has you in the palm of his hand. Even if it doesn't feel like it at times, just trust that he's got you. Even when it seems like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and coming back down, trust that he's got you. And if there's one thing that we all have to be grateful for as followers of Christ, it's the fact that the creator of the universe, he cares to know us. He cares to have a relationship with us and he loves us. So if there's anything out there to be grateful for, it should be that God loves us. He created us. He cares to know us. He wants a relationship with us. That right there alone is enough for us to be grateful for a lifetime. So if you can't think of anything else to be grateful for, just know that, that God loves you. He cares for you. He wants a relationship with you and he is for you at the end of the day. And that is just a huge, huge thing to be grateful for that we'll always have. We'll never deserve it, but we'll always have his love. Again, girls, it was so great to be with you today. I'm praying for all of you. I hope you're hanging in there during this crazy season that we're in. Know that you're in all of our hearts here at Rooted and all of our prayers. And if you guys ever need anything, do not hesitate to reach out for us. That's why we're here. That's why we created this podcast. We want to be here for you. We want to love you guys well through this season and through every season. So again, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you girls next time. Have a great day.